Welcome to the 100th episode of Thoughts Count Anywhere live from Sunset Station. I'm Scott Hosey. We've got Matt Mullen and the Hall of Famer. Yeah. Aaron We are, We are back. Yes. Welcome the original to, crew's back together. That's right. Welcome back. Welcome to 100. Well, awesome. kind of the original crew. Right. <laughs> the original crew that started. Huh? Back, off, back off the mic. How's this? Is this better? Okay. So the Hall of Famers episodes. having issues already? I know. Can you imagine? Okay. We started in your shop 199 episodes 99 ago, and here episodes. we are. Matt, what do you think? No one ever said we make it this far. It's crazy. I thought when we had like our first episode and there was like three viewers, I thought it was like the <laughs> coolest thing ever. Now we've upgraded to this. It's freaking amazing to me. Well, we're here at Sunset Station because we've brought in some very special guests. I have a show to go run, so you know what? I'm going to tag out to my tag team partner because we also have another Hall of Famer we're going to bring in yes. in just a few minutes. Do we, have to, do we need a referee to acknowledge the tag? I don't know, but here's my tag. There you go. go Chief, Chief now is in the house taking over for Scott. Thank you, Scott, for opening. We appreciate it. Yeah, today, sports cards, toys, and collectibles show here at Sunset Station. And, of course, featuring uh, Barry Windham, Taylor Rotunda, Mike Rotunda. They will be here today signing autographs. Uh, come on down today and tomorrow. It's down here at Sunset Station, right in front of the strike zone here at the backside of the hotel. Uh, let's see. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., free admission for the show. And I believe the gentleman will be up here at 1 o'clock. Uh, doing their signings, and but we have them here for us coming up after break. So, gentlemen, what do you say we go to a quick break so we can get our guests to come up, get settled, and we'll get rocking and rolling? Sounds good to me. Chief, you ready for that? Top of the morning to everybody, and there's my salute. All right. You're watching a very special 100th episode of Thoughts Count Anywhere. Our guests will be up here in about 90 seconds. We'll be right back. One. It's not the worst podcast ever, is it? It's no. the best podcast ever. Thoughts count anywhere. All your wrestling news, all your hobbit hey, all your gimmickry. Go on over, listen wherever your podcasts are downloaded. The Thoughts Count Anywhere podcast. I'm the big LG Doc Ellis. That's my endorsement. Booyah! At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide much-needed life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. If inspiration is the beginning, where does it lead? Experience the 2021 Mazda 3 sedan and see where inspiration can take you. Grab the brass ring in a 2021 Mazda 3 with exclusive FSW discounts at Finley Mazda. Get Garth today at the Valley Auto Mall. All right, welcome back to Thoughts Count Anywhere, episode number 100. Coming to you live from Sunset Station, the site of the Sports Card Toy and Collectible Show, today and tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now joining us for our 100th episode are the three gentlemen who will be part of that, but they've been gracious enough to help us celebrate number 100. To my right, Taylor Rotunda, formerly known as Bo Dallas. Matt, why don't you introduce who's next to you? Mike Rotunda, formerly IRS. And Chief? I've got, I've got the Hall of Famer, Mr. Barry Windham, sitting next to me. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on episode number 100. We appreciate it. So I know this can't be the first time you guys are here in Vegas, so... You, what do you love to do when you come to Vegas besides coming to collectible shows? 
There you go. Sorry. Obviously hit the casinos and have some fun. Um, today's a, a cool day. We're getting out of the house. Came in late. Mingling with the fans in Vegas and uh, signing autographs, taking photo and just here to have a good time, basically. Right on, right on. Chief, down to you for the next question, sir. Barry, um, where'd you get your start in wrestling? Who, who, who trained you? I know your dad's a Hall of Famer. Uh, can you give us a little background how you got into the business, if you well, would? Well, I guess I started in the business kind of young. I was hauling the ring and refereeing and setting up chairs and putting out posters when I was 16 and 17. Had my first match when I was 18 with J.J. Dillon in Fort Stockton, Texas, because we had a bunch of guys that were late to the show, so I had to get in the ring and do the first match. And we had Gary Young referee, and I wrestled J.J. <laughs> Old school. Who yeah. won? I'm sure J.J. won. Hey, was J.J. <laughs> a stiff wrestler? No. He no. was easy. All right, Matt, how about you, sir? Taylor, what are your, like, hobbies outside of wrestling? Um, hobbies outside of wrestling? I'm in all sorts of um, weird kind of stuff, like conspiracy theories and, and stuff going down that road. I, I, I fill my brain with all sorts of stories like that, but other than just learning and, and diving into that, I, um, I have a farm and with tons of animals, and that pretty much takes up all my time. Especially with COVID hitting, I've never spent so much time at home in my life. <laughs> and um, it's, it's wonderful, I mean, to go from a contrast of going a thousand miles on a road, catching flights and this and that. And then I've been home for the past year just enjoying um, home life and all the animals and watching that grow into something beautiful itself. Nice. I, I got to follow up on the conspiracy question. What's the number one conspiracy that you're following right now that you absolutely love? Um, there's so many, and they all kind of connect, but um, I, I'm really diving into the reptilians. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and stuff like that right now. So uh, just learning. I, I, I go through phases where I, I get into one, and then like it, it spirals me into another one, and then I make my way back a year <laughs> later and learn more and kind of believe more uh, stuff that I, I didn't know originally when I was looking into it. Right on. It's all over the place. Right on. Very cool. Very cool. Chief, back to you, sir. Mike, I know you, gra I know you graduated from Syracuse. I know you uh, went over to Germany. What was it like training under the Destroyer? Well, finally, I got in the ring when Beyer, Dick Beyer took me to Germany, and this was after summer basically of uh, moving his furniture from which he had in Buffalo, New York, he bought So I would go furniture and I kept saying, when am I gonna get in the ring? When am I gonna get in the ring? So finally I said, Dick, I've, I've gotta go uh, get a job. You know, I've been out of school the whole summer and I gotta get going here. So he goes, okay, kid. You're coming to Germany with me. So I basically trained two weeks. We got up every morning, ran to the hotel, I mean, from the hotel to the arena we are working it, and I believe it was uh, Karlsruhe, Germany. So I would train two weeks. I had my first match with Dick, um, and he goes, I'll see you in four months, kid. 
and he got me booked in Germany and went back to the States, and I stayed there, and that's how I started. Now, did you get a chance to go over to Japan with him also? Because uh, I know he was loved over there. Yeah, he was huge in Japan. On uh, television show and everything, but I never went uh, working capacity. I was actually working as a producer for WWE, and Dick came over there. And, uh, I came to one of the shows, and uh, but never... I meet him in Japan. Thanks. Thank you. Mr. Matt. I got a question kind of for all three of you. What's like a road story you guys can share? It's like <laughs> the craziest road story you guys have that won't get you in Hot water. trouble with loved ones or companies or... I mean, for me, I got um, it's not necessarily a road story, but it's kind of a, a, a funny little um, memory that um, whenever me and Joe Henning started the B team, um, we made our own shirts for the longest time, the B on the right, and we was drawn in, like, uh, but on the original, we came up with that, his, his kids, uh, Brock and Blade, were in, traveling with him during, for that weekend, and uh, when we came up with the idea, if we had them uh, shirts colored in and the first night we were made the shirt and i always thought that was pretty cool and like when they grow up i, I thought they they could remember that and they're like hey you were part that's of making awesome. the b team t-shirt that made it on tv for the first time so that's, I, cool. that's a cool little there story you go. Like. mike how about you sir well i had many road experiences so i don't know if i can talk <laughs> about any of them <laughs> but i do remember one time uh we were on a it was me, Fit Finley, and Jamie Noble. So we're driving the night after a show going to Richmond. And Jamie Noble, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go to the bathroom. So I was driving. I pulled over. And in Virginia, there's a, the whole, I mean, the highways, there's, there was a bank right there leading up to the woods. And so cars started to come by and Jamie ran to the top of the hill. So it, he couldn't have been up there more than a minute, two minutes. All of a sudden, the policeman pulls in behind us. <laughs> so the light's flashing. Now Jamie's at the top of the hill. He doesn't know whether to come down or stay up there <laughs> or what to do. So the policeman starts coming up to the car. To, and I put the window down. And here comes Jamie Noble down the hill, and the policeman saw him, and he scared the policeman so bad, the policeman cussed at him. <laughs> you effing idiot. You're going to get your friends killed, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he says, get in the car and get out of here. So Jamie got in the car, and we took off. Barry, how about you, sir? Well, let's see. When we were down in Florida, we used to drive to – we drove trips every day. And uh, during the summer, we used to shoot fireworks at each other in the vans as we were going. <laughs> and one time, one of the vans burnt to the ground. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yikes. Uh, Mike, before we go to break, I want to share a comment with you that just came in the chat room from uh, William Hudson. He remembers the first time that he met you uh, as IRS back in 1996 when you opened a coffee shop in Brooksville, Florida. And it's a time that he'll never forget, and he sends a thank you to you for, for that, uh, that moment. All right, thanks. Yeah, we had a coffee shop uh, in Brooksville called Rotunda's Gourmet Coffee. So 
Right my on. wife opened it up, yeah. Is it still open? No, she's a, a real estate broker, uh, has her own brokership, part of Florida Realty, if you need a house down there you in, go. In, in that area. So. That's a great re- referral because yeah. Mike Rotunda said so. Okay, no. we're going to get ready to go to our first break so everybody catches our breath. Before we go to that, I do have a message from one of our sponsors, Anchor Chiropractic, which is located on South Fort Apache, just south of Tropicana. Right here in beautiful Las Vegas is your premier choice to keep your body moving at your best. Whether your health concerns come from suplexes and pile drivers or just simply picking up your kids or working hard at your desk, the team at Anchor Chiropractic can help you reach your full potential. Call 702-778-8664 to see how they can best help you. Mention this show, Thoughts Count Anywhere, on your first call and receive a discount on your initial examination before the end of September. Terms and conditions do apply. One last time. That's Anchor Chiropractic, 702-778-86 for now these messages. If you order Firehouse Subs online or with our app, we'll have those delicious, melty subs boxed, bagged, and ready to pick up with Rapid Rescue to go. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Unicon coming October 1st to the 3rd, 2021. Las Vegas, you're ready for three days of pop culture, comic toys, games, food trucks, and sports. Unicon features a huge vendor floor, awesome panels, and your chance to meet incredible guest celebrities. Make sure you make plans October 1st to the 3rd, 2021. The Expo at the World Market Center. For more information, visit www.unicon.radio. Unicon. This is John Cena. I just, I, just, I just wanted to send you a congratulations on your podcast. Thoughts count anywhere. Because indeed they do. Thoughts are important. I mean, what would they, we do without them? And how can they not count anywhere? I just, is there a place that thoughts don't count? I can't think of one. Well, I just wanted to say thank you very much. Congratulations and good luck on the podcast. Thoughts count anywhere. Because... They do. All right, everybody, welcome back to the 100th episode of Thoughts Count Anywhere, coming to you live from Sunset Station in Henderson, Nevada, right off the 95 South. Why? Because it's a sports card, toys, and collectible show featuring the three gentlemen we have in our panel here today. We're also here to help us celebrate episode 100 of Thoughts Count Anywhere. Barry Windham, Taylor Rotunda, Mike Rotunda are all here today, and they are part of the sports card show. Today and tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., the show is open for, for free admission. It's in the back by the bowling alley, the Strike Zone. What a great name that is. They will be, the show will be here during 10 to 6, and I believe you guys will be signing, uh, what was it, 1 to 5 or 1 to 4 this afternoon, right? 1 to 4, so you'll be ha- able to have an opportunity to get some stuff signed. Uh, I believe there's pictures and things you can purchase if you don't have something, but these gentlemen will be here today as well. So come on down. Admission is free today and tomorrow. To meet the leg- these three gentlemen, the f- another family legacy. I mean, we were talking about it on the show before. The amount of wrestling families generationally that have been involved in pro wrestling. And I want to throw this question to Mike because, you know, Mike, with, with everybody that's in your family involved in pro wrestling and you have the Ortons and you have, you know, the, the, the Rocky Johnson family, how important is the family legacy for families to carry on the tradition of pro wrestling? Well, I, I think it, it boils down to like anything. If you're parent uh, as you grow up is involved in something you're obviously going to be interested and you know I, I think that was the case with 
my two sons with Taylor and Wyndham, you know, they saw what I was doing as small children, being on the road. It's a different lifestyle, um, going all over the world. And, of course, it was interesting, and, and no matter what deterrent I told them about it, they were going to try it anyways, and they both, you know, became successful at it. So, uh, you know, it, it's like a guy... Uh, take like Ar Archie Manning, you know, his two sons played football because right. they grew up around that kind of environment and that's what they knew, you know, so um, and it is, you know, there's some, like Randy Orton's a great uh, performer, a lot of the second and third generation guys pick stuff up quicker because they're around it younger and kind of understand the business better, I think. Right on, right on. I, it's interesting any, any opportunity to try to dissuade them from getting into pro wrestling? You said you gave them the good and the bad, but if that's what they wanted to do, you pretty yeah, much Yeah, well, said, go for you it. know, when you're a kid, though, you don't listen to the dissuading <laughs> part. You just go. That's, that's a pretty good smirk. Go forward. There, that's Taylor. A, <laughs> I'm watching you, buddy. You go forward, you know. So. Matt, Matt, go ahead. You have the next for him. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you have the next question, sir. Yeah, I was going to ask you if like, all the upcoming stuff, like rumors of NXT changing and whatnot, how was, like, the original NXT, like, the feel of it, like, locker room? Did you, did you guys realize it was going to become the thing that it is now? Um, yes and no. I mean, uh, there was definitely something in the air whenever it was initially happened. We moved from FCW, which was run by Steve Kern. And, um, and for that to change to NXT, and, like, you could feel it. You could literally feel that it was going to be something bigger. There was so much of a distance between the main roster and developmental at that point when we were in FCW that when we were moving to Orlando, we could feel there was real changes happening right there and, like, uh, leading into the original um, uh, live uh, um, event, the, the arrival, where uh, I wrestled uh, Neville, like, we knew going into that night that it was going to be something special. And looking back, uh, still now, it's one of my uh, favorite points in my career. And I knew it was going to be something then. special then. <laughs> What's that? I said they had good taste in champion. <laughs> Go ahead, Chief. You know, I, I feel honored because I've got, I have two gentlemen that I'm sitting next to. And I'm honored to be sitting next to him. And I got to tell you, I'm scared as shit right now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Okay? And, I, and now I'm getting my wife's hugging some other guy I don't even know out there. Okay? Oh my you're gosh. okay, Chief, as long as we got the camera on. But when it goes dark, <laughs> right. you're in trouble. I'm in trouble. Okay. <laughs> hey, I want, I want to, whoever wants to take the question, or if you both do, I want to know how and when one of my favorite tag teams that I got to see over the years, the U.S. Express got started. Because I am, I'm honored to be sitting near both of you gentlemen. So whoever wants to take the question. So um, I, I came back from Germany and worked a little here and there up in Montreal. Uh, worked a little here and there up in Montreal after I came back from Germany. Um, and I got booked in North Carolina. So I went down to the Carolinas and I spent a year and a half. And uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, Dusty called, called um, 
the Krakens and said, I need a young baby face down here. So they sent me down there, and within a short time after that, Dusty teamed Barry and I up as a tag team. And, you know, we would wrestle probably 30-minute matches every night with all the different tag teams that were in the territory seven days a week. So it was a great training experience and got me a quick experience. And then Barry and I, off of that um, meetup in uh, Florida, went to New York to WWE, uh, WWF at the time, and as a tag team. And that's where we ended up becoming the U.S. Express. And, you know, the rest is history. Going into WrestleMania 1 as the tag team champions and all that. So Now, was Vince running that... Uh was Vince running that uh, the WWF then, oh, or yeah. was it still his dad? No, that was it was Vince, Vince Jr. Okay. You got a memory about it there, Mr. Uh, Wyndham? Well, uh, I met Mike in Toronto, Canada. I guess I guess it was in between your Japan or yeah. Germany tour and Crockett's. And we hit it off real good. And then uh, I heard he was coming to Florida, and of course we had met, and we were pals, and everything just went from there. It's it's just history now. Yeah. I hear you. I just want to remind everybody that you are watching the 100th episode of Thoughts Count Anywhere, coming to you live from the Sunset Station Hotel in Henderson. The sports car toys and collectibles hosted by Powerplay Sports and Scott Hosey and Company. We are here celebrating our 100th episode. And we are honored and privileged to have three guests that will be here signing autographs later today. Barry Windham, Taylor Rotunda, Mike Rotunda, they are here talking with us about their experiences of pro wrestling. And they're looking forward later on to meeting you guys as well. We greatly appreciate having them on with us for our 100th episode. So come on down later today and tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., free admission. We're in the back by the bowling alley, so just park in the back and you walk right into the event. Again, they will be here signing starting at 1 o'clock today. And I have a great opportunity to meet these three three gentlemen. Taylor, let me ask you a question about the family lineage because I'm always intrigued by that. The success of Mike and Barry. Did you feel any pressure of you for yourself about a level of success that you wanted to reach that you felt would allow you to make sure you continue on the family lineage successfully? You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Was there pressure on you? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, going into it, especially in the beginning uh, years, like... Um you got a lot of big shoes to fill and that's how me and my brother both thought of it and uh we carry that with us with everything we did trying to learn and and be as good as we could possibly be but i think it helped in a way of putting uh positive pressure on us to use the lineage and also break out and be our own person like both me and my brother we went down completely different paths and Although we respect and love our family lineage, we knew that we had to kind of separate ourselves from that in order to make an impact for ourselves. To so still create your own identity on top of everything else, even though everybody knows the lineage is there. Yeah, yeah. Makes total sense. Matt, how about you, sir? You're, t you're up. I always have the same question for a lot of people just because I'm always curious because I know a lot of people start as like wrestling fans before you get into the business, whether you're related or... Not, but who's your guys' Mount Rushmore of wrestling? Like your guys' top four of all time? Um, 
for me, um, I, I grew up in like the kind of attitude era, like fell in love with all that. I mean, other than my family, I, I loved rock, Stone Cold, and then going into uh, working and, and learning the business from another aspect, I, I, I really respect and love uh, Mr. Perfect's work. Unbelievable. I could watch his matches all day and like just looking into it as a a profess from a professional standpoint, like I loved everything he did and his, the little things that he made so special. Like respect, unbelievable respect for him. Nice. Mike, how about you, sir? Well, I kind of learned from the from Dick Byer to take little bits and pieces of a lot of different guys and kind of try to form your own character. Uh, so, you know, they like. As a babyface, Ricky Steamboat, you know, was a guy that would was an unbelievable babyface. Um, Flair, kind of, you know, he had a different twist on being a heel. I was a big fan of Don Morocco, a big rugged uh, Hawaiian crazy, and he was. He was. Uh, I've been on the road with him, so I know that for a fact. <laughs> so, is that another time for another story? Yeah, that's very <laughs> well. one we can't talk about. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of different guys like Jake the Snake. I lived with Jake the Snake when I first went to to the Carolinas. I I was. He goes, "Where are you staying?" I said, "I don't know. I'm at a hotel." And he goes, "Well, come on. I got a two bedroom apartment. You can live there." So I live with. For six months, which was uh, quite an ex experience, he had snakes living in the in the apartment, and you know, they'd get out and be in the couch in the, in the living room in the springs. You had to flip the couch over to get the snakes out, and so there's just there was a lot of great workers, you know. And like I said, I I I just kind of tried to pick a, a little bit from each one and try to form your own style and your own characters, so. But it was definitely a learning experience. Barry, how about you, sir? You're Mount Rushmore. Well, I spent a, my first two years in the business when I was refereeing Hall in the Ring watching Dick Murdoch every night. So I believe I learned a lot from Murdoch. But there was also a great crew out there in Amarillo, and I was with them in the ring every night too. So it was, you know, it, you just got to go into it like a sponge and take as much as you can and learn something every day. Right on. Chief, you're up with a question, sir. What was it like working for the Crockett's? I've I seen you guys in Charleston, South Carolina, at the hall. I've seen, I seen you guys in Charlotte. I've seen you in Florida for the Grams. As you said earlier, yeah. it was Dusty Booking or Barry and you said it so what was what were the territories you growing up both of you you worked the territories what was the difference in the territories and what do you think uh, coming forward what do you think today being that there aren't territories but there's bigger shows do you have some differences well the difference in Florida was is that you were home every night in the Carolinas you could be home every night but it'd be four or five in the morning before you got home because you had 350, 400 mile trips. So it's just, you know, it's, uh, the business is cycling back. There's smaller groups working again now. So there's guys out there beating the road now. 
Mike? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's one of those things that you, when you're involved at the time, that's how it was. So you would get in the car, you'd drive to the show, work seven days a week, come back. Um, and working for the Crockett's, they basically did North and South Carolina, like part, parts of Georgia and all the way up through, through Virginia. So that was their main territory. And they were also partners at the time. Uh, every once in a while, you would go up to Canada and do a joint show with uh, the Canadian promotion at Maple Leafs Gardens. And that's where Barry had mentioned that we had first met on that show. Was that Stu Hart? No, that Stu no. was on the West Coast. This okay. was uh, the Tunnies. Okay. Jack Tunney? Yeah. So okay. they would do, and actually at the time, WWE would have some guys there from working on that Toronto show. If they did a big Cadillac tournament show. People from NWA uh, with Crockett's promotion and also Canadian promotion up there. So it was like a big show. And, um, you know, like... They had Dick Murdoch there, Adonis, I mean, just uh, a bunch of different guys. And so the territory, yeah, the territories were, you know, a different, a different animal. It's just like anything, you know, like you can look at pro football 30 years ago as to what it is today, you know, and everything kind of goes with the with the time so but it was a great era you know i I think and i think too and you guys correct me if if i'm wrong i think back then there were great storylines people and people today don't realize the history of professional wrestling i go to shows today and i look and, and i remember you fellas you get up on the ring apron you wipe your feet off before you get in the ring. Today, you go to shows, there's none of that anymore. Right. You know, that to me is the history of professional wrestling. And that's why, and I'll say it, I feel very, very honored to be sitting between both gentlemen Gentlemen, I have a couple of questions that are in the chat room from our good friend Thomas Burnett. Want to send a shout out to our good friend Brandy. She's in the chat room. Uh, Barrett, this is for you, sir. Uh, when did you find out that you were going to be in the Four Horsemen? Well, it's something we had planned on. We planned on it about six months. We worked on it. And then we set up the matches and our promos to go that way. And we kept it a secret, too. So that was the big deal. You know, nothing in the dirt sheets or on the Internet or anything like that. It was all a surprise. Yeah, the social media was not that that loud when you were performing to no, for the sneaking out. What social media? Yeah, exactly. And then, Mike, I have a follow-up question for you from Thomas as well. Uh, what was Vince's pitch to you about the IRS gimmick? How did that conversation come about? Well, uh, right before that, um, Tony Schiavone, I think, came up with the character of Michael Wall Street. And that was a a hot movie topic at the time, you know, being with Wall Street, what was going on with that. So I started doing that. I did some vignettes and I got some steam. I got um, USA Today put an article in the paper with me. I did Inside Edition uh, and some other shows. So, and, but at the time, Jim Hurd was the in charge with WCW. 
and I didn't work something out with my contract and didn't re-sign. So I went back up to WWE, WWF at the time, and I don't know who came up with the character, but I think it was kind of spun off of what I was doing at WCW, you know, with the suit and tie, and but it was a different spin being IRS because uh, it got a lot of heat because nobody likes to pay taxes. Right. So, so I got to ask you, it could not have been comfortable to wrestle in a shirt and tie. Well, it was comfortable in the winter because we went all over the place. <laughs> when you're in Alaska and it's uh, you got a suit and uh, shirt and a tie and suspenders in the winter, trust me, you appreciated it. So it was just something I had to get used to. Oh, sure. Just want to remind everybody that you're watching the 100th episode of Thoughts Count Anywhere, coming to you live from Sunset Station. The site of today's sports card, toys, and collectible show hosted by Powerplay Sports and Scott Hosey and Company. The three gentlemen here is helping us celebrate, of course. Barry Windham, Taylor Rotunda, Mike Rotunda, and they will be here signing autographs later on. Today and tomorrow is the event from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free admission in the back right in front of the Strike Zone Bowling Center here. Come on down. 1 p.m. These gentlemen will start with their signing session uh, for those who come down and... Uh, You'll listen, great opportunity to meet these gentlemen, to have your uh, stuff signed, and, and an opportunity to say hello to these, these icons of pro wrestling. When you hear the word icon, what does that mean to you? I mean, gentlemen, icon, you know, is, is such a, a strange word that a lot of people can use, but you guys are icons. The family is an icon in wrestling. What does that mean to you in terms of legacy? Um, I mean, I've never been or... Uh associate myself with as being an icon but i guess looking really uh thinking about the lineage and and the legacy that the the family all together has made like it's iconic in itself and uh love and respect to everybody in my family and it's unbelievable that we've done as much as we have as a family and the more people ask questions and like talk about it, I realize, wow, it's. I mean, <laughs> I'm still thinking of myself as a kid starting wrestling. You know, like it's weird to be at this point. You know, like not that I'm done by any means, sure. but like to look back at the the legacy that uh, my uncle, my father, my grandfather, and right. then me and my brother. I right. mean, who knows what's next? Like, right. it's it's just awesome, and it's 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 wonderful to look back at. Right on, right on, Mike. How about you? I mean, let's face it, you. You started the, the you're part of that lineage and the icon well, status of the family. I think I think the good part about us is we don't look at it like that, which some people do if they're in this situation. This is such a a busy lifestyle, and while you're doing it, you're so busy you don't think about something like that. So, I don't think we've ever any of us have ever thought about that part of it so if people think that then that's fine we appreciate it but it's not part of our thought pattern barry how about you sir i mean you're with your background in history being icon in the industry well i never thought of myself or you know being iconic but the story of the family is iconic and it'll continue on right on right on maybe right. we should make a movie but nobody would believe half of it <laughs> can, can i be in it yeah, you can be in it, Chief. Thank you. It's interesting to bring up a movie. I would love to know who you guys, if, if a movie was made about the family, who would you like to see play your roles in a movie? I would like Rip to play me from um, Yellowstone. Rip from Yellowstone. I like that. Yes, I like That's that. a good one. Barry, how about you? If a, if a movie was made about your life, Barry, 
Who would you like to see star in that role? Well, of course, the Thor guy. What's his name? Liam? Not Liam. Uh, there Chris goes Thor. I like it. I like <laughs> it. How about you, Bo? Who would you like to see? Uh, Bo, sorry. Taylor, who would you like to see star as Taylor Rotunda in a movie about you? I mean, uh, I immediately go to uh, Jason Momoa because I get that so often. But, like, honestly, I would like to see Shia LaBeouf. If, he was, if there was going to be a movie made about me, I'd like to see what he does with it and somebody that's going to make it interesting. There you go. Uh, I like Shia LaBeouf. I, that's a, I like that, Andrew. I, I, I like that. One. Hey, before we move on, like, we're, we're just – what's that? I said I like all three answers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd like to see it in production tomorrow, quite frankly. <laughs> all right, just a, a reminder from our sponsor, Anchor Chiropractic. They are right here in beautiful Las Vegas. They are your premier choice to keep your body moving at your best. Whether your health concerns come from suplexes and pile drivers, picking up your kids, or simply working at your desk, the team at Anchor Chiropractic can help you reach your full potential. Call today at 702-778-8664 to see how they can best help you. Mention this show on your first call and receive a discount on your initial examination before the end of September. Terms and conditions will apply. One last time, that's Anchor Chiropractic, 702-778-8664. couple more messages from our sponsors, and we'll be back in 60 seconds. If you order Firehouse Subs online or with our app, we'll have those delicious, melty subs, boxed, bagged, and ready to pick up with Rapid Rescue to go. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Unicon coming October 1st to the 3rd, 2021. Las Vegas, and you're ready for three days of pop culture, comic, toys, games, food trucks, and sports. Unicon features a huge vendor floor, awesome panels, and your chance to meet incredible guest celebrities. Make sure you make plans October 1st to the 3rd, 2021. The Expo at the World Market Center. For more information, visit www.unicon.vegas. Unicon. All right, welcome back. Thoughts Count Anywhere, episode number 100. Aaron Phillips, Matt Mullen, the chief down on the end. And, of course, we're honored to have as our guests as part of our 100th episode, Barry Rotunda, Taylor Rotunda, and I'm sorry, Barry Wyndham, Mike Rotunda, geez, Taylor Rotunda. Of course, he'll be here later on as part of the Sports Car Toys, a collectible show from 1 o'clock on, signing autographs here at Sunset Station right in front of the bowling center called the strike zone which is pretty cool for that baseball analogy there so we want to thank you all for tuning in mr uh, matt sir do you I'm, have... I'm the one that has three quarters i know hammers. i know and, and i that? still have one more show to do and versus pro wrestling later so i'm just getting warmed up we're in trouble i know we are matt you have a question sir yeah me and thomas burnett actually had the same question uh who was your guys's favorite opponents to work with I mean, for me, um, I think hands down, he's one of my uh, best friends in the industry, uh, and our chemistry in the ring I, I, is unmatched to anybody else I've been in the ring with. I love him. Uh, Adrian Neville, also Pac, um, unbelievable. He's, he's <laughs> I've never seen anybody so athletic and, like, someone that just gets it. And um, putting together, it, it was just unbelievable. Uh, Adrian Neville, for sure. You guys put on an amazing match at that takeover show. Arrival. Thank you, thank you. Taylor, that was good for business. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, how about you, sir? Oh, I don't know. I, I, a lot of people ask that question, but if you've had 4,000 matches or so, you don't remember half of it. 
But uh, I enjoyed uh, working with Big Boss, man. I had a lot of fun with him. Um, Brad Armstrong was, to me, one of the best, smoothest baby faces you could ever get in a ring with. He could pretty much do anything. So, But there's just, you know, Ricky Steamboat, I, I, I was amazed watching him work, which I never got to work with him. But, um, you know, there's just so many great workers. Barry was a great worker, you know, so... It's, it's just so many out there, it's hard to put a pinpoint on that. So, Barry, how about you, sir? Well, guys I always look forward to working with were Flair, uh, Dustin, Steamboat, and anything with the West Texas Rednecks. Nice. <laughs> Murdoch. Yeah, Murdoch. Chief, you have a follow-up question, sir. You got another question there you want to throw out there? I got a question. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask my or Barry. See, I'm, you guys got me. There so goes the 37 5 three quarters halfheimers back to Chief okay, over there. I'll plead that. Anyway, Barry, back in when you were in WCW, you had a match with a gentleman by the name of the Great Muda. Chief, can you talk louder in the mic? Please? Where you won the championship from him. What was it like? For somebody coming from Japan over to the over to the U.S., you wrestling with him, you win in the belt. Can you talk about it a little bit? Well, I'd wrestled Muda probably a couple hundred times. We worked in Florida, we worked in Japan some. So I mean, he he came over here to drop the title to me. We had to get it back to the company, and he wasn't necessarily excited about that. And I always thought the match was just a mediocre match, but I've heard people say that it was better than that. But I just, I just didn't feel it, and I just kind of went through the motions with it. We got it done. I've got one. Matt or Chief, you have a follow-up there. Talk about oh. the Varsity Club, if you would, sir. Um, <clears throat> the Varsity Club was awesome. How, how it, the. <clears throat> excuse me, the dynamics of it worked, I'll never figure out because we had two college athlete, you know, characters and then Kevin the Devil Sullivan, so <laughs> it was kind of a, what was an Kevin, odd, oddball mix, but it, it, it worked, you know. What was Kevin like to work with? Stiff. <laughs> Always stiff, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it, I mean, it... It got heat. We had so much fun doing it, and it, it was a lot of fun, actually. Just, It was dangerous because I used to get hurt more from Steiner doing stuff that we were supposed to be working together, and he would kick me, right. and the guy would move, and Steiner would kick me in the neck, and I couldn't move my neck for a month. Ooh. So <laughs> it was like... Was he a stiff worker, too? He was just... Actually, he was pretty green. Okay. So he was... He was just coming into business, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he would, didn't have a whole ton of experience, but, you know, he, he got over. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun doing the varsity club. It was, it was a, a, because in the past, all the time, anybody ever used, like, college athletes, they were always good guys, babyface, real American, you know, all-American. Right. And we kind of flipped the script where we were, we were the bad guys. So, and talked about... You know, any school in the country, you could cut a promo 
And if you were going to Georgia, you could say, you know, I went to Syracuse, he went to Michigan, these are real schools, and, you know, and put Georgia down. So when you went to a town, boy, people get, you know, behind their schools and follow. They, we had real good heat, so. And Sullivan added to that, you know, so. That's what it's about. Matt, how about you, sir? I got a question for Taylor. I remember you saying earlier you and your brother took, like, different paths getting to where you are. When you guys first started, you guys were, like, tag team champions back in the day. In the future, would you like to work with your brother again, make, do some kind of tag team, or you want to keep doing your own thing? And Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, neither one of us are against uh, and, and going back to something like that in a different way other than... Bo and Duke, uh, like uh, Rotunda, yeah. like we were in FCW. I mean, that was us starting together, and we had a lot of fun then. But um, there's been several different instances where it almost happened throughout the years, and it just didn't. So um, going forward, yeah, we, I think we both really love that. With your guys' creative minds and the lack of now somebody not telling you guys what to do, I could only imagine like what you guys would do with each other. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, both being in the position that we're in, it's, it's exciting. And we, we, we live right next to each other right now, so we're talking about different things. And uh, going forward, the sky's the limit because neither one of us are done, and we're, we're diving into a bunch of different uh, stuff. And we're going to make it back to uh, wrestling for sure, and we're not done in the ring. But there's all these other things wanted to do and try and, and make together and now we got the opportunity and it's really exciting awesome chief? i can't wait to see what's next chief could that be uh, a new uh version u.s express possibly version two i don't know if that'll work um <laughs> <laughs> but uh some sort of team uh, i don't think maybe i could pull off the u.s express i, I mean it, I, who knows we're we're not, I, I, it can I, change I, up, but uh, I don't know if that fits us necessarily. <laughs> I just thought you would, you know, you keep it in the family, you know. Taylor, I, I want to follow up with a question from our chat room from our dear friend Brandy. She would just like to know when can we see Taylor back in action? What do you, have, you know, what's? Um, I got a lot of things up in the air right now. I'm definitely not done, so uh, you will thing. see me back in action. I can't necessarily tell you exactly when, but um, I'm not done, so you're gonna see me soon. Excellent. Mike, another question for you, sir, from the chat room. You when won't did you see me soon. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> when did you find out that you were going to win the tag team belts with Ted DiBiase? Oh, I have no clue. <laughs> it was a blur. Yeah. <laughs> Sometime I mean, before he won them. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't remember where I was yesterday. I mean, that's, that, uh, it was just like, uh, you know, you go, to, you go to work and this is what you're doing, but I have no recollection it was so long ago. Probably at the count of three is when he knew it. One, two, yeah. three. That's right. <laughs> that's it. All right. I mean, Very good. We want to thank everybody ago. for chiming in with their questions in the chat room. Matt, do you have another question there, sir? No. We just did some shots from the Carolinas. You can go ahead. I'll think of something. In All right, second. Chief, I have one in my head, but Chief, do you have a question? I don't have a question. Okay. Barry. Right, right at the moment. That, okay, I'll, I got everybody covered. Barry, if you did not get into professional wrestling, what would you have liked to have tried in your life for a profession? Oh, did you go to school? I guess, to I guess I probably would have played pro ball for a few years or something. Oh, okay. All right. So still in the sports world. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Mike, how about you, sir? If you did not get into pro wrestling, what career would you like to have tried? I was thinking about getting into, like, uh, FBI. See, I could see that. I could, I could so, see that for you. But, you but know, wrestling came first. <laughs> well, I just happened to meet Dick Byer, you know, and, and um, he spoke at a wrestling banquet. I wasn't even a fan of pro wrestling. And he spoke at our wrestling banquet my last year at Syracuse, and he was a Syracuse alumni, and he came up to me and said, hey, you interested in getting into pro wrestling, kid? And I said, I don't know anything about it. Can you make money? And he goes, I've done okay. So, <laughs> so he said, call me when you graduate, which I did, and the rest is history. Right so. on. Right on. Bo, how about you, sir? If you were not in pro wrestling... What would you like to have done for a career? I think it would uh, definitely be sports-oriented, like, especially uh, initially, like coming out of high school. I thought that's where I was going. Cause, um, what sport? Uh, football. Football. Um, but like, uh, in, in the beginning, like, I always wanted to be a professional wrestler from the start, whether my dad wanted it or not. Like, he, not that he was trying to deter me, but he right. wanted me to go down a certain path before even trying this. And the rule was to uh, get a college degree before we even try sure. it. But then luck had it that like an opportunity arose that I could take and I, I went down this but it would definitely be a uh, sports oriented or uh, I've always liked even as a kid making movies and then uh, that creative aspect of uh, maybe going into production and, and uh, directing um, I think that's a route I could have possibly taken as well I can see you doing movies about conspiracies yeah, <laughs> based yeah. on your love for that who knows in the future it might not it might happen there you go chief you have a question we only yeah. have a couple of minutes left guys I got a question Barry 1997-1998, the new Blackjacks, where you tag-teamed with Justin Bradshaw. Bradshaw and I showed up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Vince looked at us and we walked in and he says, why aren't your hair black? Said, what are you talking about? He says, you're new Blackjacks right now, go get your hair done. We went and found a salon, got our hair dyed black. And we didn't have boots or anything, and he didn't put us on TV. He just wanted us to commit to it. So that was how we did it. And then from there on, <laughs> the rest is history. Mike, have a, do, you have, do you have another question there, Matt? Because I have a couple in the chat room. I got a question. I've talked to a, quite a few wrestlers, and, like, some of them do it, some of them don't. Do you guys have, like, any of your own memorabilia? Like, do you keep your gear from, like, certain big events or collect your own figures or... I Stuff mean, like that. Me, um, I, I know a lot of people who do that, and I have uh, a lot of stuff that I um, I worked in and, and get saved, but I don't necessarily care hold too dear like, uh, the memories for me and like being in the moment. That that's what I remember and uh, cherish, not not actual physical items. But I do have uh, a good collection in boxes saved in a, uh, an area won't get ruined so oh okay do you have any of your like your title belts or no unfortunately like you know um the path we did we moved so many times over the years from like as the kids were growing up with territories and and stuff i, I didn't keep a whole bunch of it um i wish i did now because you never know how valuable it is until you don't have it anymore you know because people ask about it um I have some, but not, not a whole lot, you know. Gotcha. So. Gentlemen, one last question. We only have a couple of minutes left of the show. I have memorabilia. 
about that one? There you go. Right there. There's memorabilia. The other way, Chief. There you go. How about that? Wow. That's memorabilia. Gentlemen, real quick as we Hold get on. ready to... Hold on. I got, I got one more memorabilia. How about that one there, Mr. Rotundo? Show it to the camera so you can, they can see what you're showing. Right there. I would say that was a tag team out in Texas. Possibly. Talking to the mic. Chief Mike, please. I never worked in Texas. It must have been. That's he Scott came, McGee. That's Florida. Yeah, he came to Florida. So, and, and we weren't actually a tag team. I don't know. That's Brian Adidas. Yep. Yeah. It's posed for a photo. Yeah, it must have been just like they tagged us up for. A, Those show, are a couple fail. shows or a TV or something. Yeah. All right, real quickly, gentlemen, as we are about wrapping up, Barry, and this for all three of you, Barry, who, what would have been a dream match that you would have liked to have had that you did not get a chance to have with somebody? What would have been a dream match for you? Me and Barry. <laughs> I, I never got to work with uh, Savage or Hogan. or Let's see, I worked with Orndorff in a couple of tags. But I guess just Savage or Hogan. Okay, Savage and Hogan. Mike, how about you, sir? Dream match that you would have liked to have had, but didn't get a chance. Although with as many matches you have under your belt, that list would probably be pretty small anyway. Yeah, I worked with uh, Savage before and like in a tag match with Hogan, but just uh, I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. You know, I'm happy who I got to work with, and that's good enough for me. Right on. Bo, for you, sir, as we wrap up. Um, I... Just going back to what I said earlier about uh, after getting into the industry and learning from that uh, point of view, is I'd have to say uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Uh, I, I would have loved to have a match with him. But I, uh, that's something I always said as well. Was I, I grew up in the Attitude Area, and I loved The Rock, and I always wanted yeah, to work with The Rock, and I actually got to fulfill that dream. We did a, a, um, a segment in, uh, at a house show in Boston, and that was really, really cool. And uh, wonderful experience so that was a kind of a dream come true that from a childhood uh dream coming into into reality it was really cool you're like taking the rock bottom and i can wipe the smile off your face yeah yeah <laughs> gentlemen we're here down at the sunset station hotel in henderson sports car talks a collectible show today and tomorrow 10 a.m to 6 p.m admission is free the gentleman that is so kind to join us today for our 100th episode anywhere Taylor Rotunda, Barry Windham, Mike Rotunda, they will be here signing at 1 p.m. today. Are they here tomorrow too there, Mr. Scott? Just today, so you better come on down today for 1 o'clock. Gentlemen, it's a great honor. And also coming up on another signing for the Sports Cards Collectibles, Friday, October 22nd and 24th. The good boys, Luke Gallows, Anderson will be here along with Demolition. Le uh, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. admission is free also. That is over at the Boulevard Mall, so mark that on your calendar. Gentlemen, dare I say it's been an honor for us and a, and a humbling opportunity for us to be sitting here with three gentlemen of the industry and an opportunity to be part of our show. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for coming on. Come out and see us today, guys. 1 o'clock. Come, come on, on down. down. Yeah, you betcha. All right, Chief, wrap up real quick. Come on down to Sunset Station today, 1 to 4. The gentleman will be signed because the Chief said so. <laughs> Matt, you, sir. Everybody have a good, safe week. Come down to Sunset Station, check out all the cool memorabilia, and meet three legends of the ring. Absolutely. I've been following wrestling since 1976. My first live show was Madison Square Garden. Bob Backlund defeated superstar Billy Graham for the title at that time. And now for someone who's followed the industry for so long, 
And to be sitting here with individuals like the three gentlemen with us, I can't tell you. Yes, I, I have to admit, I'm a mark right now because I'm sitting with three gentlemen like this. And we thank you again for taking time. And please, continued success for all of you and the entire family. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for joining. I have goosebumps, thank you guys. man. I can't tell you. Thank you very much. All right, with that, I want to thank everybody for watching. Please reshare the feed if you miss anything. But more importantly, come down today, 1 o'clock. Meet these gentlemen on your own. 12 o'clock. Twin Brothers, Brothers, Neil Portnoy, and I will be back in studio. Kingsley, David Arlov will be our guest in studio. Probably Thank you for watching. With that, have a safe and happy Labor Day. Those of you affected by Ida, hopefully all is well or getting better. Thank you for watching. Be kind to everybody. Why is that? We're all we have from all of us here at Thoughts Count Anywhere. See you next week.